I just wish it could be today. My goodness, compared to all we see in this crazy world we're living in, anybody that wouldn't want to go home, I figure they're crazy too. <laughs> Amen. Aren't you happy to be in the house of God tonight? How many come with the need? How many come with the many needs? Desires, petitions before the Lord? Brother Darrell's going to come and preach for us tonight, so we want to just open our hearts to the Word, to the Lord. Whatever your need is, let's just bow our heads together and we'll pray and ask our brother to come. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we truly are a people of many needs and many desires and many petitions. But yet, Lord, we know that you are a God that has such great, wonderful power. And it's not power that we have just read about in the Bible, but Father, we see it among us. And we are so grateful for what we see you doing. We believe tonight, Lord, that we have come here again in obedience to your word. Our desire is to worship, to sing, to praise, clap our hands, say amen to the word, just pull on the gift of God. So we're asking you tonight, Lord, would you once again perform another miracle before us? Take a human being that you have placed a portion of yourself inside of that man. Help him to get out of the way, be able to anoint him, to speak to us, Lord, what we have need of tonight. For, Father, we're not pulling on just an individual, but we're pulling on Almighty God. We have so many needs among us and our families and our friends and so on, but we're just asking you, help us tonight, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And the saints said? Amen. <clears throat> and the saints said? That's word of life, church. Sing something for us. Hey, Brother Darrell comes out. Let's just open our hearts tonight to the Lord. Pull on the gift of God. Let's just believe the Lord's going to speak to us. Touching Jesus is all Amen. Jesus, tonight is all. 
truth is in that song right there every promise in the Bible to the believer hinges on the words of that song touching Jesus and there's only one way to touch you and that's by faith it's not by education it's not by money it's not by organization or denomination but simply by believing his word all things, we say it all the time, but one day it's really become a reality. The only thing he ever asked us to do was to believe. All things are possible. All things are possible to them that believe. That's why they call believers, believers, because they believe. <laughs> Pretty simple, eh? <laughs> Lord bless you. If you have your Bibles this evening, turn us to the book of Luke. We want to read from Luke chapter 5 and kind of our theme of what we want to look at this evening, if the Lord will help us just for a few minutes, is on this thought of... Just bring it back, buddy. I will. <laughs> Praise the Lord. These kids grow up too fast, you know. Luke chapter 5, we want to read starting at verse 1. May the Lord bless you richly. Appreciate Brother Donnie allowing us to speak before you this evening. And we trust something to be said to help you and that needs will be met. Amen. We've seen the Lord do some wonderful things. He's so gracious to his people. Luke chapter 5, starting at verse 1. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught, which means for a pool. Let your net down for a pool. And Simon answering and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word... I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net brake. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships so that they began to sink. Now that's a fishing trip right there. <laughs> Until they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me. For I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished in all that were with him as they draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Let's bow our heads. I want to speak to you for a few minutes this evening on nevertheless at thy word. Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you from the depths of our heart 
for all that you've done for us. For Lord, where would we be without your mercy and your grace and your love? For while we were yet sinners, you died for us. And Lord, as we gather here this evening with your children, and Father, I know there's many needs here among us and other needs, Lord, that kept people from coming tonight and others streaming with needs. But Lord, we know that every need can be met by you. That every problem, no matter how great or how simple it would be in someone's eyes, it's important to you, Lord, if it affects your children. And I pray tonight, Father, that your anointing would come and take this simple thought, Lord, and make it real to your people, Father. That we could see our position in the word. We're not going to be. We are now sons and daughters of God. Amen. And the authority of thy word lays within us, Lord. We believe that, Father. Meet the needs of your people tonight, we pray. When all things are said and done, as we leave, may we say, did not our hearts burn within us as he walked and talked with us along the way. Bless Brother Donnie, Lord, his ministry. Bless the church here in a great way, Lord, we pray. Your little bride around the world, just be with them this evening. And Father, you see all the needs that are on our prayer list. I ask you, Father God, may you move for every need, Lord, because that's just the kind of God you are. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. And the bride says, Amen. And God bless you, saints. You may be seated. <laughs> now, the prophet of God told us that perfect faith is the master of all circumstances. Perfect faith masters all circumstances. No matter what it is, it masters it. Now just watch, when you believe anything or do anything, you've got to have faith in what you're doing. No matter what the circumstances is, it doesn't have one thing to do with it, see? It masters that circumstance. When you believe anything or do anything, you've got to have faith in what you're doing. Amen. Then, you know, brother, sister, we need to come through these doors of this church here tonight. Not come, well, I'm just going to come and see what's happening. But we need to come with the understanding that we are what's happening. As our sister sang the song before service tonight, this is the season, this is the time, this is the hour, this is the bride-like time. Luther had his day, Wesley had their day, the restoration of the gifts, they've had their day. But this is bride time, the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. You didn't stagger into this thing. You're not here by chance. Come on, somebody. God knew the color of your eyes and the color of your hair before you was ever born. We're not just here by mistake, but we was put here for a purpose. He chose us to put us here in this age. He could have put us in any age he wanted to put us in, but he put us here, and he never put us here to fail. He never put us here to give up. He never put us in here to drag in here like we don't know who we are or where we're going, but he put us here as a witness that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and the world will know that Jesus Christ is alive, not because of some movie that they saw, but because they saw him at Walmart when you walked in. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the evening time. This is the evening time light. And let me say, the evening light is not the name, just the name of a church. But the evening light is you. You are the evening light, amen. So when we come through those doors, we come through those doors with a purpose. I didn't come to see what's happening. I am what's happening. Hallelujah. We just didn't stagger into this thing. We were born for a purpose. Hallelujah. And we believe that God is still in control. Yes, sir. 
The government's lost their mind. The nations have lost their mind. The people, have lost, everybody's out of control. They have no self-control. But I want you to know, our God has not lost control. He didn't get all the way down here in 223. Well, I wasn't expecting COVID. I didn't know all this. No, sir. Everything is working just according to plan. And every person in this building tonight that is a part of God's plan, he is working everything out for your good. According to Romans 8:28, that all things work to the good, whether it's happy or sad, good or bad. Whether the transmission's in the front yard or not, it's got nothing to do with it. God has got it in control and will bring it for our good somehow, some way, because that's the kind of God that we serve. Hallelujah. Faith believes that God will work it out. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I don't have to know how he's going to do it. Because the circumstances of how he does it does not matter. He'll do it because he said he would do it. Hallelujah. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he'll do it anyhow. See, it masters all circumstances. Then no matter what the circumstance is, it don't have one thing to do with it. Well, the doctor says it's bad. The situation is impossible. Circumstances has nothing to do with it. When you hear what the word is saying to you. It becomes a personal revelation. Amen. You've got to read this Bible. It doesn't read like a mystery. It's not just a history book, but it is a love letter to the bride. What is the new birth, Brother Brennan? It's Christ revealed to you personally. You have met this person. The new birth is not getting a couple of message books and a picture of the prophet in your billfold. That's not a new birth. That's just joining like an organization. But the new birth is when you meet Christ. Hallelujah. And it's a personal revelation that the word, that the promises of this Bible, they belong to you. If you was the only person in the history of mankind that was ever lost, he would have went to Calvary for you. If you was the only person in the history of mankind that was ever sick, he would have took every stripe upon his back for your healing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. When you hear what the word is saying to you. Remember what Paul said? Paul, when he was out there on that ship 14 days and no man that took any food. There's a category 5 hurricane. But Paul said, be of good cheer. For I believe it will be even as God hath said. Paul had a more sure word of prophecy over the storm, over the situation. He had God's mind concerning that storm so he could be happy knowing that God said, you're going to Rome. Amen. Paul said, be of good cheer for I believe. How many believes God? Do you believe what God said is true? You believe God said there'll be a rapture? How many believes there'll be a rapture because God said so? Then I say to you tonight, be happy. Be of good cheer, for I believe it'll be even as God hath said. Oh, when God speaks to your heart, it drops something into you. It becomes a reality. People look at you like you're crazy. I remember when I went back to work and the doctors were telling me, we thought she lost her mind because she was telling us Jessica would walk again. She'd see again. She'd talk again. She said, they said, we thought she lost her mind. I said, I did. I got the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. He spoke to me. It became a reality. And what he told me was more real than an MRI, than a CT scan. Come on, somebody. When God speaks his word to you, it's more real than the person standing beside you. Hallelujah. When he spoke to me and said, your daughter shall live. That settled it. Oh, glory to God. 
wish it was Sunday morning. People's always a little bit more fired up on Sunday morning. Amen. Be of good cheer, for I believe it will be even as God hath said. Prophet said, oh, how I love him. God always kept his word. He will keep his word every time. Not 99 times out of 100. That might be good for some people. Huh? Basketball player, I bet he'd like to hit a, to go 99 times out of 100 when he shoots a basketball. That might be good for a basketball player, but it ain't good for God. Not 99 times out of 100, but 100 times out of 100, God will keep his word. Amen. That ought to make us happy tonight. God will keep his word. If he has to bankrupt heaven, the prophet said, he will keep his word. Now, if our Lord ever healed one person, he can heal all the people. God's healing is not, well, he can only heal, he can only heal arthritis or he can, nonsense. Either he's a healer or he ain't a healer. If he can heal one person, he can heal every person. Well, God healed one person in the service. That's wonderful. But we serve a God that's able to heal everybody in this building tonight at one time. Amen. Hallelujah. If he can heal one person, he can heal all the people. And the only thing you have to know is to believe his presence is here. To believe that he's here to help you. There's that personal revelation. You've got to believe that he's here to help you. You know, when we brought Jessica home from the hospital, Brother Billy Paul came down, gave us testimony that weekend. Some of you remember that. We had the big cookout and Jessica coming home. And so I asked Brother Billy Paul if he'd pray for Jessica. just a little old thing, you know. He just took her up in his arms like this. And he prayed for her. And then he handed her back to me. And Brother Billy Paul told me, he said, Brother Darrell, said, Daddy always told me in every meeting there was always one great miracle took place. And he said, this weekend, that miracle is your daughter. And I always kept that with me because I thought in every meeting, if there's one great miracle, Lord, let it be me. That ought to be the attitude you have when you come through those doors. If there's only one person going to be touched, God, let it be me. If there's only one person help, God, I'm coming because I need help. Sometimes we just need to humble ourselves down and say, I need help. Hallelujah. The woman with the blood issue, notice, she never touched his shoulder. She never touched his back. She was probably just small in stature, had a blood issue for 12 years. But she humbled herself down and no doubt reached through the legs of those that were standing there. Because notice, she didn't touch his back or his shoulder or his arm. But she touched the hem of his garment. And Father, if I have to humble myself down to touch the hem of his garment, let me touch that garment. Because there is what I have need of. He's the answer to every problem I have. He's the answer to back trouble, high blood, blood, low blood, no blood. He is the answer, amen. Yeah. Believe that he's here to help you. And if you believe that and will accept that, then he can help you. And I trust now that you'll do that. Each of you will be reverent and believe on him with all your heart. You see, we come tonight with this understanding that he saved us when he died. Is that not true? But there's another part of that. Not only did he save you when you died, 
But the prophet said, he saved you when he died. He saved you and he healed you when he died. For he took your place. Now all you have to do is accept it by faith. Not emotion, not sensation, not a goosebump. Come on somebody. But accept it by faith simply because God said so. At thy word, Lord. Accept it by faith and you will receive it. You see what I mean? There's nothing more to be done because your healing is already paid for. Nothing more to be done. <laughs> He's done it all. You know, here not long ago, me and Cheryl and Jessica was in a restaurant. And the waitress come by. She said, would there be anything else? I said, no, ma'am, just, just a check. She said, well, somebody saw you in here, and they paid for your meal. And I said, really? She said, yes, sir. I said, well, let me leave the tip. And she said, well, they covered the tip also. I said, so if there's nothing else, you can leave. Now, I could have done one or two things. I could have said, ma'am, I don't see nobody in this restaurant that I know. Are you sure you've got the right person? Now, you might as well say amen because a lot of times we sit in the church thinking the same. Yeah, God's a healer, but will he heal me? So I could have sat there and argued with her and debated with her. I don't see nobody. Are you sure it's me? Are you sure that they paid for my meal? Or I could have said, I'm not leaving until I pay for this because you want me to go out that door and that alarm go off and you can say, hey, he stole the burger. I could have sat there all night and argued and debated and tried to figure it out and tried to scratch my head and tried to understand how was my meal paid for or I could accept it and walk out with a belly full of food and it's the same principle tonight. It's already paid for. You can argue about it, debate it, try to figure it out or you can simply say, thank you, Father. I appreciate you healing me. I appreciate you delivering me. I appreciate you giving my boy back to me. I thank you for all that you've done for me. You can receive it or you can debate it, but I say don't debate it, just receive it. It's already paid for. You can have it. The prophet said you can have it right this afternoon. You can have it right now. This very minute when you believe it. You don't have to wait till the prayer line. Well, special meeting. We'll have the prayer line on Saturday night. I'll wait to the end. You don't have to wait to Saturday night prayer line. <laughs> well, you're getting tighter and tighter, but it's the truth. I've seen it, friends. I've seen God do great things without a prayer line. Do you believe in prayer lines? I believe in prayer lines. Yes, I do. But I also believe in the power of God that He can touch you right where you're sitting at any time, at any moment. He can transform, hallelujah, the transforming power of Almighty God. Amen. You can have it right now, this very minute. You can have it when you believe it. 
when your faith meets God's requirement. To believe that Christ died for your sickness when he died for your sins. He died for your sins at Calvary and accepted upon that basis. And at that moment, at that moment, you are healed in the sight of God. Every person tonight that's suffering with an affliction, in the eyes of God, you are already healed. At that moment, you are healed in the sight of God, see? Then you go out testifying of it, believing it. You testify the things you do not see. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We look at the unseen. When you see the unseen, x-rays don't matter. Doctor's reports don't matter. Blood work don't matter. Pain don't matter. Stiffness don't matter. Come on, somebody. We don't look at that. We look to the unseen. I got called one time to the hospital to pray for a couple. That the wife was there with a kidney infection. Bladder infection, kidney infection. They run some tests and came back and told her, you got syphilis. We need to know who you've been with so we can notify them. She said, I've been with nobody but my husband. They tested her husband. He was negative. So they called me up there to deal with this. So I took her aside and I talked to her. She said, she said, Daryl, how you been with And I believed her. So I go to the brother. I talked to him. I believed him. And I told him, I said, don't do anything. Just pray. Trust God. You trust each other. Stay true with you. Just stay with it. Well, I said all that to say this. They ran another test. The first test was a false test. Now, they could have destroyed their marriage over blood work that was wrong. But we'll trust more in blood work than we will in God's Word. But God's Word is never wrong. Oh, hallelujah. I know a man that was diagnosed with prostate cancer. He, he couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the thoughts of having prostate cancer. He goes home, writes a note, goes out into the field. He, they tell him, said, you need to come in. He's like, he's a veteran. He said, you need to come in. We need to, we need to get on this right away. He said, I, I've, got, I've got a farm. I've got to go take care of some cattle. He said, I'll be back in a few days. He goes home. He writes his wife a note. He goes out in the field, blows his brains out. They have the funeral. About a week after the funeral, the doctor's office calls the woman and says, we've made a terrible mistake. Yeah. Your husband doesn't have prostate cancer. The wrong patient's, oh God, the wrong patient's report was put on his chart. It wasn't even his name. And he took his own life believing something that wasn't even true. And the devil will love to get you to believe something that isn't true. But I say God's word is true. Stay with the word, amen. not what we see with our eyes. It's what we can believe with our hearts. When God says anything, he means it just the way he said it. Abraham looked at him and said, I know he's able to do what he promised to do. I'm a hundred year old and that's all right. Sarah's 99. But God can do it because he promised it. And if God promised it, it don't matter if it takes 25 seconds or 25 years. God will do what he says he will do. 
Are you hearing me tonight? If it don't happen in 25 seconds, we think we didn't get it. Time don't mean nothing to God. Even when we think he's four days late, he's still right on time. But listen to this quote. The outside world wants you to believe. As soon as you lay hands on that crippled leg, it must straighten and you must jump up and down. Now that's what the outside world, they have so put that in people's mind that when they come up to get prayed for, if it don't instantly happen, they don't think they got it. Because we've been influenced by the outside world who's told us these things. But if you'll study, you'll find there's a difference between a miracle and a healing. Is that true? But the outside world wants to believe as soon as you pray for that crippled leg, it's supposed to straighten out and they're supposed to jump up and down. But the prophet said he never said that. He never promised that. He said the prayer of faith shall save the sick and God will raise them up. But he never said when. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But he never said when. He said, when you believe, when you pray, believe that you receive it and it shall be given to you. But he never said when. But he did say it. And if he said it, it's true. Then whether it's 25 seconds, 25 months, 25 days, or 25 years, it doesn't matter. God said it and God's true to his word. The prophet said people look at healing to be so complicated. But it's very simple. (laughs) It's very simple. Just taking God at his word. Just saying the same thing he does. That's all. Just saying what he said. People complicate it. But the prophet said it's so simple. Just say What he said. By his stripes, I'm healed. That settles it. Amen. Amen. That's why I took soap and wrote it on my mirror. He is my healer. Amen. It don't matter where the pain, the pain don't matter. The stiffness don't matter. He's still my healer. Amen. By his stripes, he's healed. Now we find Jesus come to Peter and their boats are empty and there's no fish and they were kind of discouraged. Just like we all get when things don't happen the way we think they should happen. And they was kind of discouraged and Jesus said, take me out a little that I might speak the word of God. But notice they fished all night long and caught nothing. Sounds like one of my fishing trips. (laughs) They caught nothing. They were discouraged. But listen, When things don't go the way you think, don't get discouraged. Maybe it's happening for a reason. Maybe it's for a purpose. Maybe God is fixing to show you just how great he is. Listen, when I was a young preacher, I preached God opened blinded eyes. I preached God made the lame walk. I'd never seen it. I'd never experienced it. But I preached it. Because I believed it to be the truth. But after I seen what he did for Jessica, it changed everything. It changed my ministry. I still preach as a healer, but there's something about it now. I know it. 
I've seen it. I've experienced it. Amen. And sometimes we wonder, why am I in this predicament? Why am I in this situation? Why am I going through this nervousness? Maybe God's fixing to do something so wonderful for you that he's going to show you just how much he loves you. He's going to give you some personal attention. Do you ever think of this? If Peter's boat had been full of fish, there'd have been no room for Jesus. You ever think about that? You see, and if our lives are so full of the things of the world, then there's no room for Jesus. But let us empty out our vessels of meaningless things that Jesus can fill our boats Amen. with himself. Because you see, that's his ultimate desire. He just don't want to be God above us or God with us, but he wanted to be God in us. What is true fellowship? Two fellows in the same ship. Deity. God manifested in flesh. A new race. A new creation. A God-man on the earth. That's what a son of God is. Made in the image of his father. We do believe that, don't we? Am I in the right church tonight? I, I'm not didn't go over to Sinking Creek there. It's God manifested in flesh. The prophet said in deity of Jesus Christ, 1949. What did he say? It's no longer deity in a manger. It's Christ in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But if we can empty out our lives of meaningless things, it's more room for him to fill us up. Jesus said, take me out into the deep that I might speak. And listen, Jesus will never borrow something from you. That he won't repay you for it. And could it be the very reason that the fishing was so bad that Jesus was going to use that boat the next day? And Jesus thought, I guarantee, I guarantee you what they caught after they let down the net was more than they would have caught if the fish had been running all night. He just didn't repay them. He repaid them. And when Jesus was through speaking, he said, take me out further and cast down your nets. You see, he was not giving them an empty promise. He wasn't playing a prank on them. He wasn't playing a joke. Let down your nets. Watch this, boys. Watch this. They ain't going to get nothing. He wasn't doing that. He was not giving an empty promise. And he has not gave any of us an empty promise. His words are not hollow. They've got meat on them. They've got life in them. Yeah. Hallelujah. He was not giving them an empty promise. He knew what was fixing to happen. He said, cast down your nets for a pool. Now that was just as much the word of God as let there be light. Amen. And Peter and them were fishermen. They were experienced. They were the bill dancers of their day. They knew how to fish. They had been out there all night long. They caught nothing. They knew the ins and outs of fishing. And Peter said, Lord, we've told all night. There's nothing there. We've done all we know to do. But when you've done all you know to do, that's when you stand. That's when it's time to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You see, there's only two roads before you. It's either faith or unbelief. And you're controlled by one or the other. 
many Christians who love the Lord and say they believe God, but they mix their faith with doubt and it becomes a hybrid faith. And a hybrid faith produces nothing. And the two roads are before you. You must choose which road you'll walk down, either to believe or doubt. But I say don't doubt. He's here. He said he is here. You want to take one road or the other. And Jesus was saying let down the net. Now Peter was left with this choice of obeying the word or leaning to his understanding of fishing. Those two roads is before him. Either he was going to obey what the Lord did or he's going to hang on to that net and his ability as a fisherman to catch fish. And let me say, everyone in this building tonight is left with this choice. The net was in Peter's hand. And I tell you tonight, the net is in your hand tonight. Are we going to hold on to our understanding of our problems? Or are we going to take God at his word? The situation may look bad. The problem may be great. But I say, nevertheless, I'm letting down the net because God said so. And God's word is greater than my ability, greater than my imagination, God. greater than my fear. Come on, somebody. God's word does not fail. He said, Lord, I'm taking you at that word. I'm taking you at your word. And the prophet said, maybe you've went to every doctor in the city. Maybe you've come through every clinic and every doctor's office. Maybe the man with honesty has examined you and said, I don't know what's wrong with you. And maybe he's found what's wrong with you. And he says, it's not a medical realm to cure you. There's nothing in the world that we can do for you. And maybe you've stayed through all that. And you went through prayer lines and you've done everything that you know to do. And you're still sick and you're getting worse. But why don't you do what Peter said? Lord, I don't know how it's going to happen. But I'm going to let down the net. I'm going to believe what you said. The doctor said he can't help me. But you said in Isaiah, you could. You said you could help me. And I'm going to take your word over the doctor's word. I'm going to take what you said over what the doctor said. Over what my family said. Over what my friend said. Because they can be wrong. The doctors can be wrong. The hospital can be wrong. But our God is never wrong. I said our God is never wrong. At thy word, Lord. At thy word. I'm going to let down the net tonight. I'm going to let it down and believe with all my heart that you're going to heal me tonight. I'm going to let down the net, Lord. I want to do what you said to do. The prophet said, you'll go away from here a well person. Think about that. At thy word, Lord, I'm going to let it down the net. At thy word. That pulsating of the word. Peter looked at the unseen. He took God at his word. All my experience as a fisherman, I've told right through this very spot, not more than three hours ago, there ain't a fish here. The wind is in the wrong direction. It's the wrong time of day. Every scientific reason says it won't work. Every sign, all the artificial intelligence says it won't work. But nevertheless, Lord, I'm not looking to that. I'm not looking to the radar. Hallelujah. I'm not looking to what science says. I'm taking you at your word. Amen. 
You see, if you take God at his word, God will produce fish. If you take God at his word, it'll produce fish. Then taking God at his word, if it produces fish, it'll produce healing. It'll produce joy. It'll produce peace. It'll produce victory. It'll produce deliverance. Taking God in his word over every circumstance will, will produce what God said it will produce. It'll straighten out a heart rhythm. I said it'll straighten out a heart rhythm. Amen. I seen it happen just the other day. I know it's true. It'll cause a thyroid to go back normal. I said it'll cause a thyroid to go back normal. I know it will. I saw it. Just the other day, sister came up she, in the service. Her thyroid was swollen. She's even having trouble breathing, trouble swallowing. And right there at the service, when we had people to lay hands on one another, and everybody was praying for one another, and when the service was at the end of the prayer, she came up to the altar crying, tears running down her face. She had this big lump that was causing her. She said, I couldn't even breathe right. And right at the end of the prayer, she said it disappeared. Right there in the service, the lump left. That's the God we serve. If somebody will take him at his word, hallelujah, depression can leave. Nervousness can leave. Menopause can leave. Cancer can leave. Addiction can leave. Come on, somebody. There is nothing too hard for my God. I said there is nothing too hard. Taking the word of God over every circumstance will produce what God said it will produce. If God said let down the net, he will put the fish there. And I believe tonight if the doctor says you can't get well and God's word says you can get well. Then if you take God at his word, he can put new cells where new cells need to be. He can put a new eardrum where an eardrum needs to be. He can give you a new liver where a new old liver needs to be. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. If taking him at his word can put fish in a net, then taking him at his word can put healing in a church. Amen. <laughs> if the doctor says you can't get well, the word of God says you can be well. He can put new cells. He can put new eyes. New eardrums. Whatever it is, he can put it there. Do you believe it? His word will not return unto him void. He said, I am the Lord who healeth all thy diseases. And that word will not return unto him void. It will not fail him. It will produce exactly what it said it produced if he can find somebody who will believe it. All he ever asks us to do was to believe Peter said, Lord, we've told all night. We've taken nothing. That's discouraging. We're fishermen. They wasn't guessing. They knew the sea. They was raised on that. They knew where all the fishing holes were. They knew how to catch the fish. He knew what, what, what the, the, moon, the, the moon had to be. He told through the same waters, the same exact waters they had told through just three hours before. And had taken nothing, not even a minnow. Nothing. And yet God said, Jesus said, let down the net for a pool. I like those pools, don't you? Amen. Amen. There's the secret. There's the secret. Is to take him at his word. 
Maybe you've seen through every doctor's office there is in the country. You might have been through prayer lines. You might have had your pastor pray. You might have consecrated Christians to pray. You might have tried everything that you know how to do. You might have tried everything you know how to do. But to not say, at thy word, Lord, I'm going to let down the net right now. I'm going to stop trying anything. I wonder sometimes if we don't just try too hard. And I know I've told you here, but it just comes to my mind. That girl up in, up, up in Chivak, Alaska, who was an alcoholic. It's just by her head, Brother Donnie, someone's sick. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all the world will see how great is our God. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I believe she's, our sister's going to be all right now. We just believe. Amen. Amen. Just so sleuthed, wanting to raise his head, but we know how to cut his head off. Right. Amen. 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 So I said, that's thy word, Lord. I'm going to let down the net right now. I'm going to stop, stop trying anything. We'll stop asking for healing and just accept my healing. Amen. You know, that's sister in... In Alaska, I was telling you about her. She came up, she said, I've tried everything to quit drinking. She said, I cannot quit.
quit drinking. I've been through the nine-step program three different times. She said, I'll be sober for a while, and I go out and get drunk, and I wake up drunk again. She said, I've tried everything. I said, sis, have you tried Jesus? I said, you just lay the alcohol down right here. You just lay it down and accept his forgiveness. Accept his deliverance. Accept his freedom. And when we begin to pray for her, she let out a scream. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Because you see whom the son hath made free is free indeed. And I was up there a while back, and she came up to me. She said, Brother Darrell, it's been two years, and I'm still sober. Amen. Just accept your healing. Accept what he's already done for you. I'm just going to believe right now. I'm going to take you at your words. I'm going to let down the net because that's what you said to do. And that same God that lived in, he lives today. He does the same thing that he done then. He does the same thing today. Amen. He's got the same nature. Peter walked on the water. You know why? Because the word said he could do it. Mary didn't know how a virgin was going to conceive, but she took God at her word and it produced Christ the word. Moses with a stick in his hand, a stick in his hand, going down to take over one of the greatest nations on the earth at that time, with the greatest army at that time. How in the world could an old man with a beard swinging down to his knees, how could he take over a nation with a stick? Because God said so. And he took God at his word. And when you take God at his word, nations will bow at your feet. Armies will be defeated. Giants will fall before you because God's word came not fail. It's bigger than any mountain. It's deeper than any valley. Come on. Hallelujah. It's stronger than any chain. My God, there is no God like my God. The prophet talked about the eagle and the blowdown. And he said that he was out there rejoicing. He said he looked over and said that eagle was just looking at him. And the prophet said, do you know I could shoot you? Of course, he wouldn't have done it for the world, but he said, I, he said he just looked at me. He wasn't a bit scared. He wasn't concerned. said he just started testing those wings. Said the prophet, said, do you know that? Said he just turned that head, just, said, come on, big boy. <laughs> the prophet said he wasn't scared. He wasn't nervous. You know why? He was trusting in what God made him. The prophet said he knew before I could ever grab my rifle, he'd be into the tree line. He was resting on what God made him. God made him an eagle with the ability to fly like that. Oh, hallelujah. What has God made us? Sons and daughters of God. Made in the image of God. He's made us overcomers. He made us the bride of the living God. Hallelujah. He's made us a believer. And believers believe because they are believers. Then can't we have confidence that this message will produce a body change? That God sent this word for us. I wasn't looking for Elijah. Elijah come looking for me. You wasn't looking for Elijah. He come looking for you to give you this word. That we may believe this word. And the effects of that word could come upon our lives and change our bodies in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God told him, let down the net in the same water, the same water they fished in all night. Let down the net. Get ready for the pool of fish. You're going to take them. But you see, this time, they were doing it at his word and not their ability. See, as long as you try to do it with your ability, you just hinder God. You just got to let go and say, God, I don't know nothing about no fishing. All I know is I need you, Lord. I need you right now, Lord.
this problem, this fear, this situation is bigger than me. I need you, Lord. The prophet of God said he's just waiting for somebody to call him on the scene. He crossed the stormy sea to come to one soul living among the tombs and cutting himself. The prophet said that's just the way he does it. That's the secret. That's the secret. I know there's no fish in here, Lord. I fished right here in this same spot. But I'm not going to look to that. I'm going to take you at your word. I'm going to let down the net. I'm not looking at the facts no more. I'm not looking at the facts that there's no fish. I'm, I'm not looking at the, at the fact that I just sang right through this water. I'm not looking at the fact that I was prayed for it. I'm not looking at any of that. I'm just taking you at your word. It says you're the God who heals all my diseases. You see, when Peter obeyed the word, he got the promise. Because you obey the word, you get the promise. You see, you obey God's word, and what comes next? When you obey God's word, his promise comes next. He can't lie. He's God. He cannot lie. So I say to you this evening, what are you going to do with the net that's in your hand? You're going to lean to your own understanding? You're going to lean to your problems? You're going to let your problems, your situation be bigger than your God? You're going to try to mix that faith with that? Well, you know, I know God's a healer, Brother Darrell. Yeah, I've seen God do great things right here at the church, but this is me. It'll never work. Brother Bram said he'll come every time he's wanted, but he'll never come where he's doubted. So if you're doubting, the prophet said he will never be at your door. But I say tonight, just, just let down the net. Take him at his word. He is my healer. He's my deliverer. He's my sustainer. He's my peace. He's my joy. It's already done. It's all ready done. Look at Elijah at Mount Carmel. The Mount Carmel showdown. He called Ahab and all of his priests to belong to the temple of their denominations. And he called them all together up on Mount Carmel for a showdown. He said, come up here, meet me up here. And I'll stand with the whole bunch. And if your God is God, let him answer by fire. If my God is God, let him answer by fire. Let's have a showdown. See who the real God is. Now, was he just presuming that? Well, Lord, I'm just going to go up here and see if you. No, he went up there knowing that God had told him to do it. He had thus saith the Lord. He wasn't afraid. He said, offer up your bullocks. Offer up your, to, to Balaam. Let the God that answers by fire be God. So all day, think about this, all day from morning to after dinner, the prophet said they jumped up on the altar. They lanced themselves. They screamed. They hollered. And Elijah walked backwards and forth and said, holler a little louder. Maybe he's gone fishing. Holler a little louder. Maybe he's got old and can't hear. Maybe he's pursuing something else. How could he be so bold? Because he had thus saith the Lord. He was satisfied. He had the word of God. And brother, sister, what more? What more does any man need than the promise of God's word? That's all we need is the promise of God's word. Because God's word does not lie. God said he would do it. Abraham said he counted God able to perform what he spoke about. He knew that God could do it because simply because God said so. So when they got through cutting herself and all that big meeting that they had and people laying everywhere, Elijah went and restored the altar. You know the story. 
He went and put the wood back up on the altar and the rocks and he poured, I think it was, what, what 12, 12 basketfuls of water or something like that. Soaked all the logs, 12 barrels of water. Poured them out on top of there and he stepped back there just as cool and just as calm as he could be. Why? Because God cannot lie. God done told him what was going to happen. He said, the Lord God of Abraham and Isaac and of Israel, let it be known this day that you're God and I am your servant. And I have did this at your command. Because it's thus saith the Lord, at thy word, Lord, I have done what you told me to do. And when Elijah did what God told him to do, what happened? What happened? Down came the fire and consumed the sacrifice, burned up the wood, dried up the oil. <laughs> Hallelujah. The fire failed to confirm the word that God had spoke to Elijah. Amen. And the same God that spoke to Elijah has spoke to us in this hour that we're living in. We have thus saith the Lord. We know what he wants done with his word. We have the mind of God concerning this day. The third pull, hallelujah, manifesting among God's people. The seals have been broke. The things that was in God's mind before the foundation of the world has now been made known to the believer. And we know what he wants done with his word. So we can stand here, hallelujah, with thus saith the Lord. By speaking his word. By speaking his word. Not my words, his words. You understand what I'm saying? Then let us take God at his word tonight. Let the fire of his anointing confirm it. Let the net down tonight. Just let go and let God. Lord, I've tried this and I've tried this, but I'm just going to accept it, Lord. Like the sister from Romania that had no hip. She came up. She said, I I, want to be a wife. I want to have children. She said, who would marry me like this? She said, I want God to heal me. And I said, sis, you know what I'd do if I was you? I'd quit asking God to heal me. And I'd just accept it. I said, if I was you, I'd go everywhere and tell everybody that Jesus Christ healed me. I said, take it, write it on your mirror. When you get up in the morning, thank God for healing you. When you go to bed at night, thank God for healing you. Write it on your mirror. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. And I said, when he heals you, you send this handkerchief back to me as a testimony of what he done for you. I think it was three years went by. And I got an email from a girl named Christina. She said, Brother Darrell, I've been trying to find you. She said, I did what you told me to do. She said, I went everywhere testifying of my healing. She said, Brother Darrell, it got so bad that my own parents said, why don't you quit testifying? You're no better. She said, but I didn't listen to him, Brother Darrell. I kept testifying, every meeting. She said, it got to the point that my friends was even laughing at me. And since I was in church, I said, I stood up and said, I want to testify. I want to thank God for healing me. She said, I heard one of my friends say, here she goes again. Yeah. She said, Brother Darrell, when I said that, she said, my hip popped. Glory. And I laid the crutch down. Yeah. And I walked out of church. Yeah. God, Brother Harry, come. Brothers, come. God will keep his word. He's just looking for somebody who will believe him. Do you love him tonight? Amen.
You see Satan trying to hinder somebody from a great blessing tonight. But I say just look to Christ. That nervousness, won't you just give it to him tonight? That fear, won't you just give it to him tonight? That thyroid trouble, I just give it to Jesus if I was you. That arthritis, that low blood count, what's that to God? He created the blood. He can do exceedingly above all that we'd ever ask for, can you, Brother Jackie? I know you've seen him do it. There is no God like our God. So what are you going to do with the net tonight? I say, nevertheless, Lord. Or the doctor says it's bad and this and that and this is going on and my kids are wayward and this is happening and I have trouble at my work. You're going to hold on to that net? Or you can let the net down. Say, God, you said you're my healer. You're my deliverer. You're my joy. You're my peace. You're my sustainer. You're my all and my all. Amen. And I take you at your word. And I'm simply, simply letting down the net tonight. I'm letting down the net tonight. Let's bow our heads. Oh, Lord God, creator of heavens and earth, author and finisher of our faith. Oh, Lord, I believe tonight, Lord, that your word is true. It's greater than any symptom. It's greater than any pain, any problem any blood work, any lab work, any x-ray, MRI, CT scan. When you drop that into our hearts, Lord, I'm your healer. I'm your deliverer. It settles it forever, Lord. Tonight, Lord, the enemy has fought me this whole service. But, Lord, it's not me he's afraid of. It's you. And I ask you tonight, Lord, that you would come touch your children tonight, Lord. Those that have a need, God. Those that believe the report tonight. May you confirm it to their hearts, God. At the very moment, at this very instant, Lord, if not tonight in the morning, if not in the morning tomorrow night or next week or next month, it doesn't matter, Lord. You'll do it because you said you would do it. But tonight we're going to drive our stakes, Lord. We're going to let our nets down for the pool, believing, dear God, that you'll honor your word. Lord, I ask you tonight to be mindful of our sister, Lord, ahead to leave the service, God. May there be no ill effects, we pray. Lord, that when the doctors, Lord, examine her, May they just say she's fine because that's the kind of God that you are, Lord. Father, I pray tonight for the people, Lord, that your spirit would just move among us, that you just touch their needs, Lord, we pray. Grant it, Father. Grant it tonight, Lord Jesus. If you're here, friends, and you have a need, 
and you believe that God is your healer and your deliverer, and you believe, Lord, I'm going to take you at thy word. Lord, there's this, and they say this, and they say that, and it looks like this, and it looks like this way. But Lord, tonight, I want to take you at your word. I'm simply going to receive what you've already done for me. Lord, I'm just like that story of the restaurant. I'm going to walk out, Lord, with what I have need of tonight because you have already paid for it, Lord. If you're here tonight and you believe that and you have a need, why don't you just stand to your feet and just simply give that need to the Lord Jesus. Say, Lord, I'm going to lay it at your feet tonight. I ain't going to worry about it no more. I ain't worried about that boy. I ain't worried about that girl no more. I ain't worried about that situation. I'm not going to lose one more night's sleep. Because you said when I lay down, my sleep could be sweet. My confidence is in the God who made the promise. My confidence is not in my ability. My confidence is not in my uh, understanding of it. But my confidence is in you, God. And tonight I'm going to stand, Lord. I'm going to let my net down. I'm going to take you at your word, Lord. And I'm going to walk out free. For whom the Son has made free. is free indeed. Oh, God. Amen. Now just reach over and lay your hand on the person beside of you. Brother to brother, sister to sister. Now I want us to pray together. For we are a body. We need one another. And you pray for that person that you got your hand on. Pray earnestly that they let their net down tonight and let God have his way. They'll be praying for you. You pray for them. We'll pray for each other. Because we're a body, and that's how the body operates. We need one another. Would you pray with me now? Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you this evening. And God, we know that there's back trouble here, Lord. We know Brother Joe home with the shingles tonight, Father. Lord, our sister had to leave the service tonight, God. Lord, there's other needs among us, our brothers and our sisters standing here, Lord. Hands laid on one another as you told us to do. And Father God, tonight, Lord, without an emotion, without a sensation, without not a fast drum beat, Lord, or something that was worked up, simply taking it at your word because we're sons of God and sons of God believe your word. We're the seed of Abraham and the seed of Abraham believes the promise like Abraham believed it. And Lord God, tonight I lay my hands upon my brother and upon my sister. And I ask you, dear God, to move for this need tonight, Lord. Oh, God, may they simply rely upon you tonight, Lord. May there come a great testimony from the person I got my hand on that I was afflicted, but the Lord delivered me that night when my brother prayed for me, when my sister prayed for me. Oh, God, I believed your promise, Lord. And I went out testifying and I started seeing results. God, I pray tonight in the name of Jesus that the same anointing that raised our Lord from the grave, may it move tonight upon every promise, God, upon every every need that's in this building tonight. Father God, you said you'd heal us. You said you would deliver us. You said you would comfort us. You said you'd never leave us, nor would you forsake us. You said you'd give us the Holy Ghost. You said you'd forgive us of our sins, dear God. Oh, Father, you said, Lord, that nothing would stand before your people when we call upon your name. And Father God, as David stood there with that slingshot of faith, Lord, at the head of that Goliath, we stand here tonight, dear God, with the power of prayer in our hand, Lord, and we swing it towards our enemy tonight. Let every giant fall, Lord, in 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Let every sickness leave the building. Let every fear leave the building. Let doubt leave the building tonight. Grant it, Lord God, I pray, Lord. Do not let thine enemy prevail, for he is a defeated foe. He has no hold on us. We, we are not a part of him. He is not a part of us tonight. But we stand as the unadulterated bride of Jesus Christ, bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh, and spirit of your spirit, with the word of God into our hearts, speaking it back upon our lips. It's just the same as deity speaking. And tonight, God, we speak, dear God. We speak to that affliction, and we ask it to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. We speak tonight, dear God, to that fear, and we tell it to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. We speak tonight, Lord, on behalf of my brother and my sister, Lord. Oh, God, let these things leave them tonight, because we look to you and we believe you, Lord, for the unseen. We look to the unseen tonight, God. It's not what we can feel. It's not, dear God, a sensation, but it's simply what we believe tonight, and we believe that you are our healer, dear God, and we look to you, Lord, and I ask you tonight to move upon every heart, God, upon every family, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ tonight. Grant it, Lord God, we ask, Lord, from this day forward, from this moment forward, Lord, let the blood work turn around. Let the, let the stiff arm begin to loosen up, Lord. Oh, God, grant it tonight. Grant it tonight. You're the healer of our eyes, God. I've seen you open blinded eyes, Lord. God, I pray for Sister Brenda Couch tonight, Lord. You see, dear God, this affliction in her body, Lord. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. In the name of Jesus Christ, may she be loosed tonight, dear God. Grant it, Lord, I pray for the glory of God tonight. Lord, I pray for Sister Linda Doss down in West Tennessee. Lord, with breast cancer tonight, I pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. May it leave her, dear God. Father, may the report come back that the doctor said there's no cancer cells there. That's the kind of God you are, Lord. That's what I believe you for tonight, God. Grant it, Lord God. I ask you in the name of Jesus, God. I believe you tonight, God. I've seen you open blinded eyes. I've seen you make the lame walk. You're the, oh, God, I believe you tonight, Lord. In the name of Jesus, may you move for my brothers, for my sisters, Lord. If Satan wants war, we'll give him war. He can't have our families. He can't have our children. He can't have our health. He can't have our joy. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We'll fight him tonight. This means war. We're not afraid of him, Lord. We're not afraid to meet the challenge of this hour. For we've been washed in the blood of the Lamb of God. And we're sons and daughters of the Most High God with the keys of the kingdom in our hands tonight. To bind and loose by the power and the authority of the Word of God. Oh, grant it tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, do you love him tonight? Do you believe him tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Darrell, I didn't feel one thing. You don't have to. You don't have to. He never said, did you feel it? He said, did you believe it? You just go testify of it. See if God won't back up his word. Let your net down tonight. Let go and let God have his wonderful way. Isn't he wonderful tonight? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Sing us up for me. How great is our God. Sing with me how
in Albion, Pennsylvania one weekend. They called me to the pulpit and just as I read the scriptures, as a brother sitting over to the left just fell back in his seat and his eyes rolled back in his head. I could see the whites of his eyes from the pulpit. His wife jumped up and began to scream. The people just began to sing a song like, oh how I love Jesus or I love him, something like that. It seemed like Nobody was really upset except the wife, which is understandably. So we left the pulpit and the pastor and some of the deacons come. We prayed for the brother. Come back in the pulpit and the people were still singing. And the brother's laying back there just like this. And he goes, he goes. <gasps> I said, Brother Jack, you okay? He said, let's go, brother. <laughs> there is no God. Like our God. He could do anything. May the Lord bless you richly. Appreciate your tenderness. Sing us something happy, buddy. Amen. Appreciate that this evening. Amen. Amen. We serve a mighty God. Amen. We're just singing in fellowship and worship the Lord a little bit more. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands. As we lift your holy name, you deserve the glory. 
sing it again. Oh, peace of God, cover me, cover me, cover me. Oh, peace of God, cover me through the storm. Say they've been happy to be in the house of the Lord tonight.
Amen. I appreciate Brother Daryl just moving aside and just preaching what was on his heart. You know, when something happens like that in service, it bogs your focus. But he went right back in, and I'm just thankful. You know, Lord, he had a purpose tonight. And the devil tried to mess it up, but it doesn't matter. The Lord still came through. Amen. But um, just remember the services this weekend. I believe Brother Andrew Spencer's coming in this week. And so just remember the services this weekend. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. I'm saying God is good all the time. I don't know what we sang last time. Start playing the key. Yeah, the fast one. God is good all the time. Put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good all the time. Through the darkest night, His light will shine. God is good. God is good all the time. God is good all the time. Put a song. song of praise in this heart of 
mind God is good all the time through the darkest night His light will shine God is good God is good all the time God is good all the time